of introducing his friend. Maybe you'll find out from him why this precious vessel is so precious to both of us. Would you welcome your bishop in the house? Well, I married her. I promised God I would stay with her. <laughs> One reason why you're about to be blessed in a wonderful way is because God is so good with giving gifts. And Dr. Margaret Weaver has a, a gift of restoration and healing, which is really amazing. And she has been in the healing business. Ooh, I want to say, I start to say F, but 30, 30 plus years. Some of you have been recipients of her ministry. Look, in my own family, when we were in crises, um, this is the person the Lord directed me to send my own flesh and blood to get help. And God did an amazing thing. And through the years, as a pastor and as a bishop, I have sent ministry gifts and recommended people to her. Not only a licensed psychologist, but um, an incredible preacher of the, of the gospel. Now her dad, uh, her, her dad, for years ministered the word of the Lord, uh, an awesome, awesome pastoral gift to the body of Christ. And uh, you know, and, and I'm not sure if I'm correct on this, so I'm out here on this, but I believe in a denomination that didn't necessarily embrace. Uh, females in the pulpit. Now, I may be wrong about that. I'm not sure about that, so I'll just, but uh, she just responded to God anyway. Uh, she's still in the healing business. And uh, I, I look forward, actually, I've looked forward to the last few years of her coming just because of who she is and the word she carries is really, really amazing. Um, she uh, is a great friend. Um, you have to see the three of them to understand what I'm saying. But if you ever get T. Garlington, Carolyn Johnson, and Dr. Margaret Weaver together, it's a sight to behold. Um, it's just that the Lord had us walking, has had us walking together through these years. And here it is for me, it's 40 years later. And I feel like, well, Margaret, I guess we ought, we ought to get started. <laughs> Amazing uh, declare of the word of God. An awesome, anointed gift for healing. Understands where the hurt is knows how to apply the word. I want you to open your hearts because you're going to be blessed today. So I want you to draw from this 
I want you to draw from this gift today. Uh, many, you know, God will answer and he will feed and he will direct according to our hunger. Clap your hands like you're hungry for the word of the Lord today. And please receive Dr. Margaret Weaver. such a good spirit. You have a wonderful spirit. I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't know why I felt prompted to say it, but I felt prompted to say it. And I pray that whatever it is that God is doing in your life, that you will let him. You know, since I've been here, God has been speaking to me about just how blessed Metro City Church is. You are blessed. And let me tell you why you're blessed. You're honoring Bishop Johnson. But the reason that you're blessed is you have the privilege of honoring someone who is honorable. There is a difference. How many of you have ever had the experience of having to honor someone who was not honorable. Think about it. Honor thy father and thy mother. That thy days may belong on the earth. Now I was blessed because I had loving, wonderful parents. But there are people, and maybe some of you, who've had to honor people who were not honorable. This house is blessed because you're privileged to honor someone who is honorable. That is a blessing. So continue to honor him, but realize that you have the privilege of honoring someone who is honorable. It's very difficult, it's very challenging when you know you've got to honor somebody and all on the inside you saying, do I have to do this? 
because the person's not honorable. But you have to do it maybe because of the office that they're in, the position that they're in. Let me see the hands of those who've had to honor somebody that you know, flat out, they weren't honorable. Absolutely. That's why you are blessed. Because you can honor this bishop, this man of God. He does not walk in perfection, but he does walk in holiness. He does walk in holiness. Therefore, you are blessed. Honor him because he's worthy of it and he's honorable. You know, the first time I, I met Bishop Johnson, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times, uh, I was working on a job and he was coming up the steps, I was going down the steps and uh, my employee introduced us. And at that time, Bishop Johnson was on the board of a Christian counseling um, program. And I knew from that moment that th this is an honorable man. You don't have to be in his presence very long to know the essence of who he is. That's a blessing. Now I'm gonna ask you to do something that I frequently ask people to do. I'm gonna ask you to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Take another deep breath. Take a third breath. The word of the Lord says, let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. So if you have breath, if you have breath, you ought to give him praise. Psalm 150 says, let everything, let everything that have breath, give him praise. Because he's worthy. He is worthy. Let us pray. Father, we're just grateful that you are worthy of praise. We exalt you, we lift you up to the highest and declare that you're God all by yourself. We're just grateful that you are who you are. And Father, we're just grateful because you're not up for re-election. We're just grateful that we can always depend on your being God. And so Father, we give you this time. We ask that you would do with it what you will. To the end that your name is glorified and we are changed. 
not just for a moment, but for a lifetime. It's in Jesus' name that we do pray. we go through life we realize we we are here but we need to get here sometimes we're just going through a day and we're here but we realize I, I, I'm just not right where I need to be if you ever find yourself in that kind of situation walking through the Psalms. Just start walking through the Psalms. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. He is the King of glory. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his sheep. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast to the Lord. I will share thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify. exalt his name forever. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is is good. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He redeemeth thy life from destruction. He crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Just keep walking. Just keep walking through the Psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell goes on to say, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. 
It goes on to say, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord, then the Lord will take me up. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endureth throughout all generations. Just keep walking through the Psalms. And if you keep walking, and if you keep walking, and you keep walking through the Psalms, you, you just might end up with that Psalm that says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's go back to verse 5. Thou preparest a table in the presence of my enemies. Let's look at this table. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies enemies. God honors us by preparing a table for us in, in the presence of our enemies. But we need to honor him and respond to him for preparing this table. And there are ways that we can honor him for preparing the table. This is a, a table of provision, a table full of his love, his mercy, and his grace. He prepares the table for you. Pastor Louis Giglio found himself in a difficult situation. And he thought he had handled it pretty well. And he told a friend of his what he had done. And he was stunned by the friend's comment. The friend's comment was, don't give the enemy a seat at your table. Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. And he was talking about this table 
that the shepherd has prepared for us. He has prepared the table. But my challenge is to you, don't give the enemy a seat at this table. He goes on to say that God prepares the table, his love, his mercy, and his grace. But when we allow our negative thinking to take over, negative thoughts, what we're doing is giving the enemy a seat at the table. Now, the word says that the Lord prepares this table in the presence of the enemy. In the presence. But we need to be careful because sometimes we just give him a seat at the table. Don't give the enemy a seat at the table. God honors you by preparing this table. Honor him by keeping your focus on the table that the shepherd has prepared for you. Don't be distracted. The shepherd is inviting you into his presence where there's grace and mercy and compassion and love and all these wonderful things that he wants to do. He wants to honor you in that way. Honor him by keeping your focus on the table. Some people become so consumed by the enemy, they lose sight of the table. The table is there. The table is set. There are times when God ushers us into his presence, but we're so consumed by the negative. We can be in our home and, and know that God is inviting us into his presence. He's prepared the table. But we're thinking so negatively. If you ever find yourself in that situation, change the atmosphere. Start praising God. Turn on some music. Begin to declare that God is God all by himself. Keep your focus on what God has prepared for you. He prepareth a table for you in the presence of the enemy. And because he's prepared the table in the presence of the enemy, it's almost like the Lord is saying, I want to brag on you in his presence. Keep your focus on me. Don't be distracted. I'm preparing it in his presence, but do not be distracted. Keep your focus on what I'm doing at the table. 
Second thing we want to keep in mind with regard to this table that the shepherd has prepared for us, we need to come to the table in a spirit of thanksgiving. Come to the table in a spirit of thanksgiving. You know, when I was growing up, if you was sitting at the table and the food was on the table and you started eating before you said the grace, someone would likely tap you on your hand and say, no, no, we can't eat yet. We've got to savor the grace. We've got to thank God before we partake of what's on the table. God has set the table. But come into his presence with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth throughout all generations. You know, we see a lot of terrible things about the pandemic and it was a terrible experiences or ifs and ands about that. But I think one of the things that has come out of that is I think we're a little bit more grateful that our, our gratitude has increased because the pandemic deprived us of, of, deprived us of so much. Some people couldn't come to church, couldn't go to work. So hopefully one of the things that has come out of that pandemic is that we have a, a, a grateful spirit. We, we're thankful. We need to enter into the Lord's presence, come unto the table with a spirit of thanksgiving. Philippians 4 tells us, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. And do not let your circumstances dictate the level of your thanksgiving. Sometimes when we're going through difficult situations and God invites us in, in, into his presence, invites us to, to the table, but our circumstances seem so heavy and so difficult it seems so 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 dark that it drowns out our thanksgiving but that's the time when your thanksgiving needs to be elevated when you're going through something very difficult 
when you're going through something very hard, that's the time that you really, really need to give God thanks for what he's doing. Now, sometimes what we do in our life situations, we say, well, I just don't know what God is doing. I don't know what he's doing. I just don't know. But if you find yourself in a situation where you don't know, focus on what you do know. And what you do know is God is able. What you do know is God can bring you out. What you do know is God has been faithful. So when, when you don't know what to do, you, you got to go back to your faith references. Go back to those experiences where God moved and you knew he moved. And remember that what he did before, he can show up, do it again. Look at your faith references. That's how I refer to it. There's a minister in our church, and he calls it going through the faith file. He said, you got to go through your faith files. When you feel like you can't make it, you got to look at your files. Go through A, B, C, D files. And as you go through your faith files, you're reminded that, you know, that is right. Uh, about 10 years ago, when I, when I thought all was lost, God came through for me. You got to keep your faith files. And every now and then, you got to go to the files. When you feel as if you're about to give up and you, and you just can't hold on, go to your faith files. And remember what God has already done. You know, when God does something for you, you don't just discard that. When God opens the door, you don't just discard that. Put it in the file. Because you don't know when you're going to encounter a life situation. Well, you got to go to that file cabinet and open it up and start going through those files. How many of you got a faith file? That file where you go back to it and it is a reminder that God is still faithful. So keep looking at your faith files. When you're discouraged and you feel like, well, I can't thank God. Oh, yes, you can. But I don't know what he's doing yet, but you know what he's done. So sometimes just go through those faith files to remind yourself of the goodness of God and thank him for his goodness. Oh, now some people will say, well, you know, God doesn't, need my thanksgiving. He wants your thanksgiving. He wants your thanksgiving. And certainly one of the things that you can be thankful for is the kind of bishop that you have. Put that in your faith file. 
And let's keep in mind, I know we're honoring Bishop Johnson and, and I'm sure gonna be doing some financial things for him and that's great, that's wonderful. But you know, my deceased pastor said something one Sunday and I never forgot it. He said, he said, he said maybe I'm not like a whole bunch of other preachers. He said, maybe I'm not like a whole bunch of other preachers. He said, but I'd like for you to tell me if I've said something or preached something that made a difference in your life. He said, if, if you just drop me a little note, just say, Pastor, this is just a little note to let you know I was blessed by your word on Sunday. Sometimes we have the tendency to think that because pastors are pastors and they're sent by God, we forget they're human too. So my challenge to you is to not just express your thanksgiving to Bishop Johnson on occasions like this or this month, Every now and then, write them a note. Send them something as a way of expressing your thanksgiving to him for how God uses him. Don't just this once a year thing. I'm not, I'm not minimizing it. I think it's great. I think it's great to honor the bishop. But just once a year, Thanksgiving is a way to honor. Expressing thanks is a way to honor. When I heard my pastor say that, guess what I did? I went home and wrote him a note. Because somehow I, I didn't think that, that he needed that. What you like to be thanked. When you do certain kinds of things, you like to be thanked. Not that you did it for the Thanksgiving, but it sure does help when somebody lets you know. So I challenge you that not just this month, when the Spirit prompts you, do something special. Express your thanksgiving to your bishop. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be costly. Some just, some just a little note. Slip it in his hand after the Sunday service. Just a way of honoring him. Letting him know that you appreciate the gift that he is. So come to this table with thanksgiving. Thank God for his provision. Thank him for preparing this table. Thank him for the opportunity to come into his presence where this table was prepared. And then the third thing with regard to this table,
be in a hurry when you come to the table. Don't be in a hurry when you come into the Lord's presence. We've heard a testimony about how we can become so busy that we forget to go into his presence. Don't be so busy that you do not meet him at the table that he has prepared for you. Enter into his presence, but plan to stay a while. Sometimes we have these little 10 second, five minute devotions. God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Give me to work on time and back home safe and sound. Amen. And be happy because I have my devotion. Enter into his presence with the expectation of staying a while. Bask in his presence. God will speak to you at that table. Enter into his presence. You know, for most of us, if the governor invited us to dinner, or King Charles, or some dignitary, We would go prepared to spend as much time as we could at their table. We're not going to go to the governor's dinner and halfway through the dinner say, oh, I just got a text. I hate to eat and run. Do you have a to-go box? We're not going to do that. But the one that is inviting us into his presence this is not LeBron. This ain't Oprah. This is not Beyonce. This ain't Jay-Z. This is the great I am. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Rapha. The way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, strong deliverer, high tower, awesome God, great God, faithful God, 
holy God invites you into his presence. Go and stay a while in the presence of the great I am. Now I know some people, they find it very difficult to believe that God wants them, wants them to, to, to suck with him. Some people find it very difficult to to even imagine that this God would prepare a table for me. This God would prepare a table for me and want to be in my presence. Oh, so many people have difficulty with it. They can't imagine that this great God will want to commune, to be present with you, with me. God prepared the table for you. He wants you in his presence. And if you have difficulty with imagining that God has prepared a table for you and wants you there, you might need to get in front of a mirror someplace and say, he knows my name. knows my name. Can you say it with me? He knows my name. Can you say it again? He knows my name. So when you're feeling discouraged, when you're feeling as if there's there's no way that you're going to make it through. When you feel like nobody understands what's going on with you, remember that this great God has prepared a place for you. And he knows your name. Now you might feel like nobody else knows your name, but he knows your name and has prepared a place for you in the presence of your enemy. And that's the good news. That's the good news. He has prepared this place for you in the of your enemy. 
and he will always be your shepherd. New enemy, same shepherd. New problem, same shepherd. New burden, same shepherd. New problem, same shepherd. New supervisor, same shepherd. New struggle, same shepherd. New crisis, same shepherd. New storm, same shepherd. New family situation, but the same shepherd. New dilemma, same shepherd. New danger, same shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Is he your shepherd? If he is your shepherd, why don't you give him praise? If he's your shepherd, give him praise. No matter what you're going through, same shepherd.
of this place. May your glory fill this place. The same shepherd. David's shepherd is your shepherd. David's shepherd is your shepherd. Some of you need to be reacquainted with your shepherd. Some of you have allowed some things to get in the way of your relationship with your shepherd. He's a mighty shepherd. Because David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you believe that you've got to get reacquainted with your shepherd, I'm going to ask you to come forward now. Because sometimes sheep have a way of wandering off from the shepherd. And the good thing about the shepherd If you were the only sheep, if you were the only one that wandered off, this shepherd that I know, he will come for you. If you've wandered away from the sheepfold and you don't feel as connected to your shepherd, He'll come for you. He's inviting you. Come on back. Come on back. There are things I want to do. I want to anoint your head with oil so that your cup be running over. There's some things that as, as a shepherd I, I want to do. I want to restore your soul. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. So you want to get back in touch with this shepherd. Oh yeah, you want to get back in touch with this shepherd. Because something good is going to happen at the end. Something good is going to happen at the end. That's what the Word says. The Word says, surely, goodness and mercy 
shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Sheep do go astray, but the loving shepherd says, come back home. Come back home. And, and if, if you can't come back on your own, I'll come get you. Something's gotten in the way between you and your shepherd. Make it right. Make it right today. Honor your shepherd. Honor him. Honor your shepherd. Let your shepherd know I'm coming home. I am coming home. I am coming home. I've been away too long. I'm coming home. I've wandered away. I'm coming home. Let's bow in prayer.